Son of a biscuit, I failed to get to the chopper. Well, I guess I'll sit back and listen to reviews and done. Let's get started. Here is your host, Derek Dunn. What up, world? Welcome back to Reviews and Done for another A1 Fire interview. Um, now, you guys all know that, you know, sports isn't my thing at all. I mean, I watch the Super Bowl. I watch the, um, the finals and I watch boxing, but I, you know, I'm not into sports at all. However, I got to let you guys know, man, I watched this really heartfelt um, documentary last night from an up-and-coming filmmaker by the name of Kyle Thrash about the Philadelphia Eagles 2018 season when they won the Super Bowl. And I just got to shout out the Philadelphia Eagles for embarrassing Tom Brady, because you guys all know I can't stand Tom Brady, even though I don't watch sports. But we're going to get into Mr. Thrash's documentary maybe next year and i want you guys to give it up for this guy i mean he's made a fire documentary maybe next year he worked with mariah carey on glitter he has a skateboarding passion and he can probably tell you some secret spots to find a good cheesesteak if you're ever in philly so give it up for mr kyle thrash thank you derek what what an intro i appreciate it bud uh, welcome to the line sir so how are you doing man i'm doing well man yeah i'm excited for the movie to come out tomorrow and uh, yeah feeling good Good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to um, just chop it up and uh, tell everybody about your film and how it goes. And as I was telling the um, people at the studio, man, it it really hit a uh, core with me. And, you know, I'm not a uh, football fan, but just the um, the underdog aspect of it and the um, the stories you told and just some of the shots you chose to um, make, especially um, Jesse's story with his dad. Yeah, that uh, got me a little misty-eyed last night, man, at the ending. You know, hashtag spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, so shout-out to you, man, for making such a good just film that even if you aren't an Eagles fan, anybody can relate to and, you know, find something in common with. So what was the inspiration behind doing Maybe Next Year? Uh, well, yeah, thanks for those kind words about it. I'm glad you dug it, uh, not being a sports fan. Um, the inspiration was I've grown up uh, around Philly sports and I've kind of – you know, through my whole life, I've always seen these kind of crazy characters and felt like it would be a good short documentary to to kind of follow uh, these characters a bit, you know, through the season. And uh, as they kept going and, and winning, it, it got bigger and bigger. And obviously I didn't expect it because the team had never won before, uh, won the Super Bowl before, but, you know, I got lucky uh, in choosing the right year to make a documentary. So what started out as a small, you know, character study film turned into me capturing the best year the Eagles have ever had. So with yourself being a, a Philly native, were you able to um, pick out the people you wanted to um, pick out, like Eagle Shirley and Barry's locker room and the gentleman, um, Bryant, my son actually, um, yeah, Brian, man, Brian's a character. So we're, so we're watching it last night and my son is there. He's like, dad, you know who that is? I'm like, I have no idea. Like he's a YouTube sensation. So, you know, he went to this whole history about uh, Brian, but how did you decide who you were going to pick to represent Philly the best? Cause I'm sure you guys have, you know, numerous diehard Eagles fans that can, you know, probably tell us, you know, being the sequel to maybe next year, should you decide to go there? But how did you decide to narrow it down to Eagle Shirley, Barry and Jesse and Bryant? 
Yeah, I felt like those four characters kind of represented different sides of fandom. You know, Shirley, um, you know, being a female is, you know, with all of her passion. I mean, she calls into the radio on Monday morning with either a ton of positivity or a ton of negativity that's kind of even sprinkled through, like, you know, inspiration. You know, she wants her team to be better. She cares so much about her team and in her quiet in her private life, she's pretty quiet. So, like, I immediately felt like her passion kind of represents so many of what Eagles fans feel after a win or a loss. So I felt like she would be a great character. Bryant also is the other side is the negativity. I feel like his anger, uh, you know, uh, with the the city being, you know, kind of uh, characterized sometimes as negadelphia, I felt like he represented anger and, you know, and I wanted to kind of peel back some layers of where that kind of come from, comes from. And then Barry, you know, is kind of, for me is like someone who's just so obsessed that he builds this huge shrine decides not to spend his retirement money uh on going to florida but instead builds that builds this huge you know garage barn with the 100 foot bar and 16 huge tvs to have over 100 of his friends come over um you know on sundays to watch the game with him i feel like what started out as a small passion turns into obsession and then jesse like you said is kind of your, your every every man fan who's uh you know goes to work and, and uses you know football games on Sunday to kind of you know escape you know some of his problems in his you know in his life and uh you know is able to get away and, and believe in something bigger than himself with his you know he's trying to pass on his his uh love for the game the way it was passed on to his father. Um so I, I feel like he represents a legacy. So I think between the four of them I felt like they represented different parts of what it means to be a fan. Cool. And I also want to commend you just on the um, some of the shots you made and just the way you chose to um, focus on, I guess, iconic Philly places that, you know, jockey public might not know. Like one of the things that stood out to me was when you showed um, Grumpy's Tavern. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a foodie. So it's like I was thinking like, yo, I bet they have some amazing bar food at Grumpy. So thank you for just it's, it's, it's the little things that you were doing, man, like the Grumpy's Tavern or when you would um show like a cheesesteak menu, kind of how food ties into the Eagles and their legacy. So thank you for that, man. That was just like, you know, something I wanted to commend you on and give you your uh, kudos for, for doing little things like that. Like you could have showed uh, gems or you could have showed um, Geno's, but you chose to show like, you know, really getting to the heart of Philly. So kudos to you for that, sir. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was trying to cover the the material in a way that I felt like hadn't been covered before or covered it in, in just through a different lens. You know, I feel like there's a, you know, there's a big underbelly in, uh, in kind of like an ecosystem around um, Philly sports. You know, it's like there's so many people that kind of exist through the game, whether it's, you know, someone like Sonny who goes to the games and sings or the Vultures who kind of go after the games and pick things up. Or you have, you know, you know, the police that we, you know, that we follow through a tailgate at one point or Father Mike, the priest. I just wanted to kind of, you know, and, and, and of course the establishments too, I wanted to kind of show some characters that may not always be at the front of, you know, uh, the spotlight, like a, like a Geno's or a Pat's or, you know, like I wanted to show whether it was establishments or people, I wanted to show a different side and, and you know, shine a light on some something that feels a little bit more authentic to my experience being a fan. I got to ask you about it. Two particular scenes. Um, the firecracker scene. Um, 
how did you um was that just like a random thing or is, is that like a regular occurrence like you know there's somebody always out there setting off <laughs> you know, firecrackers that was a uh that was a that was a random thing i mean people i mean there's obviously down at the tailgates it gets pretty rowdy you know and there'll be like you know one instance or two where something may happen an instance may occur and um in that moment we were just you know we were pointing the camera in the right direction at the time to capture that firework going off and uh you know putting a putting a small hole in that guy's hand and i feel like what he says after kind of sums up you know um the mentality for the area with him saying like you know a little bit of peroxide and a little bit of vodka and we'll be good you know like i'm going into the game the birds are going to win i'll deal with my pain tomorrow you know i feel like um it says something about the town and the area you know um what i think kind of in that moment yeah, it was unintentionally funny i mean like his dude is serious about, about his uh <laughs> about his game and also the uh the women's meeting that um Shirley was having that was something that was um interesting how they were just talking about how like you know uh, kids meet your ears really quick you know a wife can like be naked in front of her husband and like he won't pay attention to her he'll just like yo focus it on the game so i thought that was cool how Shirley had that meeting and how she's kind of breaking down you know the game and just how much you know fun it can be if you're watching the game you know with your significant other so is that like an everyday, like a, a weekly thing that she does have meetings like that to, for a group of women? She does it, I think, two to three times a year where she's where she runs the class, where she teaches them different rules. And she talks about issues that the that those women may be feeling about how the how their men are watching the games or how they you know, some of them just obviously they said they feel neglected during the games and that they feel like every Sunday. Uh, so I thought it was a, I just thought it was an interesting perspective and I, you know, obviously commend Shirley for wanting to involve them in a different way and talk about it. And, uh, I think it kind of shows how far her passion goes to wanting to run these meetings, but I just thought it was an interesting perspective and, and, um, and the, a lot of their voices kind of echoed each other with their experiences, um, with how they were feeling. So I thought it was, thought it was an interesting kind of, you know, moment. Cool. So for you as a Philly fan, of course, um, when Carson got hurt, I mean, how, what was the reaction like in the city? I mean, how was that for you guys when Carson got hurt and, you know, you know, you knew that he wasn't going to the, to the bowl. I mean, it was awful, you know, I mean, it was, you know, it felt, it felt, uh, you know, it, it felt awful to feel that the, you know, the project that we had, you know, we were uh, doing and then the, uh, um, and then obviously for the city and for the team and for myself personally, I just, you know, everyone was, was just, you know, really depressed and, and, and because again, it, it, as, as we point out in the movie, it's just, it's very, it's, it was very typical for that to happen with, you know, him, him having an MVP type season and you know, I think they're they're ten and two, or, or 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 you know, when he was going into that game, and then they go on to I think be eleven and two, um, you know, and, and beat the Rams in that game. Uh, it uh, it you know, I think it, I think hopefully what it feels is what it feels like to be at a really high point in the season, and how quickly it can turn, and all of that excitement can just get sucked out of the air, and it just feels, you know, so awful. 
Yeah, it was uh it was tough to watch, man. And I think you captured it um perfectly, just like how a star player going out, how it kind of affects everything. But you know, the man upstairs, he had it in you guys to actually win and take out that damn Tom Brady. I can't say that enough. Like I'm not an Eagles fan, but I was at my good friend's house. And when you guys beat the Patriots, man, I felt like I was an honorary Eagles fan, you know, that night because yeah, it was just a good, just a good feeling. And then after you watch the, um, you know, seeing it from my angle to where you saw like, you know, Kevin Hart trying to get on the field and you saw the fans <laughs> applauding and everything up there, but actually watch the way you shot it was like, yo, man, it's, it's really, it really is a miracle. And it's just, you know, it's heartwarming because you guys have wanted it for so long. And even though I'm not a sports fan, for me, it had been, what, 50-plus years since you guys had, had, had won the Super Bowl? Or had, had yeah. been? Yeah. yeah. That's the perfect underdog story. And it's just, it's, it's a great feeling. Like, you know, I'm in, I'm in D.C., the D.C. area. So for me, it's things mm-hmm. like, if the Wizards ever win a championship, they don't got to do nothing else because they right. won a championship. They, they won one championship on my watch. So shout out to the Eagles. Congratulations, man. You guys had an amazing season. And it was just, it was a great thing to see. And I gl- I'm glad I was alive to experience that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was cool, man, from like a story perspective that we kind of got, you know, obviously, like I said, a lot of this documentary leads to like being in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, but, you know, something like a backup quarterback, Nick Foles coming in and beating the best quarterback and the best coach. I mean, I, it was, it really felt like it was, you know, uh, all of America was rooting for us in that moment. So that, that, you know, kind of, we just lucked into that, you know, it's like we obviously could have played another team, you know, um, and it wouldn't have been as, you know, as significant as beating Tom Brady. So it was, it was great to be able to, to go up against the best ever and, and, you know, and have that revenge from 2005 when we, when they, you know, when Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens didn't, you know, didn't win and, and, and Brady, Brady and Belichick won. So it was nice to get that revenge and it was nice to, to, to win our first Super Bowl. Yes, sir. All right, man, you know, before I let you go, like I do all interviews, I got to hit you with those, those tough questions or, you know, those head scratching questions where you're just like, what is this guy asking me? Like, you know, I got I to gotta put you on the spot, Mr. Kyle Thrash. All right, so we all know that Invincible was, a, you know, about Philadelphia Eagles player. With the unlimited budget, if you could tell the life story of any Philadelphia Eagles football player, who would you pick? That is putting me on the spot. The first person that came to mind was Malcolm Jenkins, who just, you know, he just went to the Saints, but he played with us during that Super Bowl run. Um, I love what he does for the community. Um, I love what he does um, for people of color and, uh, and, and helping out his community. And um, I just, uh, I love players that, uh, you know, um, put more into the community and want to help and, and do different initiatives to show that they support uh, the fans and also the general Philadelphia community, like on and off the field. So Malcolm Jenkins is definitely the first person that came to mind. So, you know, off the record, when we were um, prepping for the interview, you know, I did my research, found out that you were in Glitter, Mariah Carey's ill-fated 2000 flick, but your scenes were deleted. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what your role was going to be? Man, I was going to be her, I was going to be her, her stepbrother uh, in the movie. And to show how small my part was, like, 
like it was like it was her flashback in for her in her movie so it was like a younger version of herself shows up to her dad's house and i'm there behind her her dad and it basically shows that you know that he that she had another family that i like that her dad had like a son you know and i was that kid and my line was like daddy and uh they cut it uh but i still went to go see with my family bro and i was in the theater watching this awful movie and you know my thinking my scene's gonna come up scene's gonna come up and it never comes up so not only did i have to sit through watching glitter with my family when i was 11 years old uh but i had to uh you know i didn't get my scene in there so you know it was for the best i'm glad you know i'm glad my performance uh was <laughs> glad i didn't make the cut to be honest all right, so in Philly native, you know, I gotta ask, man, what's your um go-to cheese steak spot? Man, I like I like John's roast pork. Uh, there's a shot of it in the movie. I'm a big big roast pork guy. It's a you know family-run business. They've been there forever, and uh, not only do they do like normal cheese steaks, but again, they're like roast pork with provolone and broccoli. Rob is is pretty out of this world, and when we filmed there. They, it was like an extremely cold day and they hit us with some hot, some hot sandwiches, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was in a, I was on another, on another level after eating that. So definitely John's roast pork. And throw that down too for the next time I get, next time I hit up, uh, I hit up Philly. Good. You won't be disappointed. Take it from me for sure. All right. So, you know, it's a gaming season, uh, the new system's coming out. So you're going to, if you uh, have to choose, you're going to get the PS5 first or you're going to go with the new Xbox. Definitely the PS5. I'm a I'm a Call of Duty Warzone guy right now. I'm like playing an ungodly amount, watching people on Twitch play a ton of a ton. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna get the PS5. Definitely excited for Cold War, and uh, yeah, can't wait. Cool, cool. And this last one, man. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, in, in your intro, I know that you're uh have a huge pass for you have a huge passion for skateboarding is that something you're ever going to explore maybe in a narrative feature or in a documentary style something on the culture of skateboarding well i grew up inline skating i was like i grew up like i was in that like early 2000s late 90s where like you know like skating was big for a bit but all my buddies skateboarded so i would kind of just like watch them and now i'm like you know i've gotten i've gotten into like watching skate videos and and uh, kind of leaned more into skateboarding so i'd love to do that i feel like they capture the world so so great already with you know that how they shoot it and and but yeah i love i love uh i love that culture and i love i love the sport and i love um i love thrasher magazine and i love uh, the 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 tour that they do i think they do a great job so yeah i'd love to i'd love to work you know on a skateboarding project all right dope dope well folks i hope you guys enjoyed hearing from a rising filmmaker about his passion for his Eagles and just hearing the um, insider information about Philly. Um, it's been a humble experience for me. Just like I said, I'm not a sports fan, but I highly, highly encourage you all to check out maybe next year, even if you aren't an Eagles fan, you know, it's just to see the fandom and just how um, football brings people together. It's very inspiring. A quick um, 85 minutes. Um, Outside of a few, you know, scenes here and there, you know, something the whole family can enjoy, you know, just, you know, as parents, you guys know when to divert your kids' eyes if you see something you don't want to see. But highly, highly recommended. Um, when I write my review, you know, I'm leaning towards a um, B, B plus. 
so yeah, de definitely check out Maybe Next Year tomorrow, November the 10th on all platforms where you can watch it. And Mr. Thrash, is there anything you'd like to add and where can fans find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, yeah, I'm Kyle Thrash. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Thrash It Up with an underscore uh, between it, uh, Thrashing It Up. Uh, but yeah, go to maybenextyearfilm.com. Uh, if you can support the movie, that'd be great. Derek, I appreciate the time and, and, uh, and you checking out the film, man. I appreciate it. All love, brother. All right, folks. Until the next time, done out. What? It's over? Hmm. I would very much like to hear more from this informed podcaster. Smithers, make sure to add reviews and done to my schedule so I don't miss next week's plethora of informative speak.